Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome. My name is Marilyn Shannon, and this is the Breaking Free Show. And each and every week, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Um, I love you all, and I um, appreciate the opportunity to talk with you, to be with you, to share with each other. I, I just think we have a golden opportunity to have an open conversation, and I'm always so excited to be here. And usually we have a guest and then occasionally I will be here with just you and me and Amnon and do a show just with us. And today that's what we're going to do. So before I get on with my show, I just want to say hi to Amnon. Hey. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. What's going on for you? Anything much? No, everything is just normal. Normal? Is it new normal or just normal, the same normal? It's, it's normal. It's good normal. It's good normal. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm finding things a little weird lately. Like Why? I, well, because I, I work, a, I've always worked a lot and now I have extra time because yeah. I'm not driving places. I'm not meeting people for lunch. I'm not, you know, going to events. I'm not going to meetings and that stuff takes a lot of time. So even though I'm working as much, you know, I still have more time and it's really odd. I mean, I'm not used to it. It's kind of like I have to find my, my new time, you know, my new comfort time. So it's... It's been almost a year. You didn't get used to it yet. No, because I spent five months um, taking care of my mother the initial, the original five months from March to like July. So I'm home now for the first time. Like, well, I'm home three months, but it takes a long time to get yourself reacclimated. And so now I'm, I'm yeah. like, things have settled. The dust has settled. My mother is here. She said, <clears throat> excuse me, she settled. And so now I'm like with myself and I'm, I'm first cleaning out the drawers. I mean, I'm doing those kinds of things. So it's just been interesting. And of course, none of us really know what's going to go on from here on and if we're going to be in another lockdown or what, but it's a really interesting time, I would say. So everyone feel free, please, anytime during this show to call in at 919-518-9773 or you can come in on Skype and that would be voice, not video. As much as I would love to see you come in on computers, that's plural than the number 2K voice. And you can also join us in our chat. Just put your name, nickname, whatever you like and join us there. You can comment, you can ask questions, you know, whatever. And it's not very often that we just get an opportunity just to kick back and chat. And that's what I kind of want to do today. I know that there's all kinds of things going on, and I just want you all to know that you are welcome to call in and share what's going on for you. You know, how are you going to spend the holidays? I know that's the tip of a lot of people's tongue. You know, what are they going to do? My daughter just bought a heater for the outside because she's too scared to have us all in her house. And we're always together in a group anyway, but she doesn't want us there. So we're going to be having Thanksgiving outside. I mean, it's a whole new way of thinking about things for many of us. So um, I'm here with you and I'd love to hear from you. Amnon, what are you doing for the holidays? Staying home. Staying home. 
Do you have company coming? I don't know. That's a Kathy. Kathy's uh -huh. thing. That's a cat. That's a Kathy uh, wife thing, right? Yep. Cool. Anyway, so I'd love to know what are you all doing to spend your time? How are you working from home? How, what are you doing to entertain yourself? Sometimes I catch myself wanting to say to my husband, um, let, let's go to a movie or let's do this or let's do that. And we're not doing any of that. So what are you doing with your time? I mean, how are you spending it? Love to hear from you. So one of the things I thought we would do today for fun, because I have never done this before, is focus on quotes um, by Einstein. Now, you know, it's interesting. You hear all these quotes from him. And I mean, many, 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 many quotes. And they're brilliant. And I never realized how many Einstein quotes there were, how prolific he was. I mean, and, I mean, and they, they ring true through today. They're timeless. And it's so fascinating to look back, to read them, and to go, wow, this is really meaningful. And, oh, this is really meaningful. And, oh, this is really meaningful. So I thought, you know, we might take a little study in Einstein. And I'm not going through his whole life. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you what he did in 1865. But I am going to um, share some of the ones that I found that I thought were interesting. And, you know, let's just kind of take a look and, and see what we can learn about each other and, you know, kind of get a good idea of who Einstein is. So, if you, first of all, if you see my first slide, it will show you my, my new, my babies on the, my book babies on the bottom. So in just one afternoon, listening to the hearts of men and uh, twins and millennials. And then the new one is in just one afternoon, listening to the hearts of people impacted by opioid addiction. They're all on Amazon. Anyway, this is how you can reach me anytime you want. I would love for anybody to reach out to me and share, talk, you know, I would, you know, whatever's on your mind. I'd love to hear it. I'm, I'm here. I'm a really good listener and I will listen and look forward to hearing from you. So first slide, you can't blame gravity for falling in love. So I, I saw that and I, and I, you know, now I don't have the answers for all these slides, mind you. I only have one thought or maybe some questions. And I think to myself, well, what might this mean? I know what it might, what might mean to me, but how would it, what would it mean to you? So anyway, you know, that's why I, I want to do them. And I really would love you to call in. I, and I'm not, people don't always call into the show. You know, sit back, they're listening. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're in an office and you can't, and I understand. But if you can, and you, you know, the moment moves you, then, and if one of these quotes, you know, you, you know one of these quotes or one of these quotes has some extra meaning to you, by all means, call in, you know, or if I say something that you don't agree with, I would love you to call in. I mean, we, ha we don't always have to agree, but I mean, it's okay for us to disagree and still be able to talk about our disagreements. I think that's really more important now than anything in this whole climate of this, of our nation, of the world is that, I mean, we can argue, we can whatever, but it's okay. And at the end of the day, we can kind of, you know, now that it's kind of COVID, we can kind of do ourselves a little elbow. So this first quote, 
you can't blame gravity for falling in love. Okay, can you relate to that? What does that mean to you about you can't blame gravity for falling in love? To me, I can only tell you what it means to me. So to me, it's not, um, you know, you can't blame anything for pulling you into love. It's, it's it, it, I mean, you, you do it. It's an act. You are responsible for who and how you love. And I mean, we fall into love? I don't think so. I mean, I know that's what we say, but we don't just fall into love. We be love. We act love. We do love. We don't just fall and we have no choice in the matter. And, you know, we just, it, it, we have no, you know, it just takes us and pulls us. Oh no, you have a choice. You have a choice on who you're going to love. You have a choice on how you're going to love. You know, it's interesting. Last night, my daughter um, is president of the Jewish Federation here in uh, Raleigh, um, Cary, North Carolina. And I'm really very proud of her because it's a big deal. And I would never have done it in a million years. But I am like over the top with her doing it. So they had this man speak uh, from, he's from Ohio. I can't tell you, if, I think his last name was Fingerhut. I can't recall what his whole name was. And he used to be a senator. And he is now president of all the Jewish federations in North America. So he is a brilliant man, a brilliant scholar. And one of the things that he said was, which I grabbed hold of, and out of everything he's, he's, he spoke about last night, which was like 25 minutes of really good stuff, this is the one thing that has resonated with me since the moment he said it. And, and, and you don't have to be a, a religious person. I mean, I'm certainly not religious. I, I mean, a lot, and I know a lot of people are not religious. A lot of people will say, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. And that's great. But here's one of the things that he said. He said, God made, makes promises, but it's up to us to take the action. And why do you think that was so powerful to me? And and forgetting about, even if you're atheist and you don't believe in God, what it means is there's all these things around. It's like all these beautiful possibilities. There's love, there's food, there's theater, there's art, there's work. There's all these things that surround us all the time. They're there, but it's up to us to go get them. It's up to us to take the action to go eat. It's up to us to take the action to find love. I mean, there's love all around. Okay, so what? What does it mean if you don't go and get it? If you don't go and make a friend, what difference does it make? There's all kinds of people around, tons of people who would love to be your friend. But if you don't reach out, what you can't blame somebody else. I mean, you can't blame God. You can if you want to. You can't blame this one. You can't blame that one if you don't do it. So, you know, the thing about the promises, it's here. It's like everything. There's, all of it is here waiting for you to take it. And I think that has something to do with free will. You know, it's, you just kind of got to go for it. 
And whether it's work-related, whether it's, maybe it's a new job, maybe it's a new career. I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to you. And I am working with that same notion for myself. I am now looking for what's, what's another next opportunity for me. I, and, I, and I want something that I can, you know, kind of really get into. And I'm looking and I'm processing the things that I see. It hasn't come to me yet, but what hasn't come to me yet is what I want to take, what I want to get, what I want to go after. It hasn't come to me yet, but I believe it's out there. So anyway, for whatever it's worth, the same thing about love. You don't just fall into it. It doesn't just, it, it, I mean, there is a pull. There is a, a, um, a pull, but, it's all, but you have to want it to grab that pull. I mean, there's a lot of pulls for a lot of things, right? There can be the pull to eat too much. Maybe there's a pull to stay up late. I mean, there's all kinds of pulls, but do you do it? You have a choice. So anyway, that's the first one that I found pretty interesting. So now the next one, Amnon, you got the next one? Maybe he fell asleep. Are you there? There he is. Oh, he's got it up. Yes, good. I thought maybe I'd put him to sleep. Okay. Every, and I love this one. And you know what? I've been thinking of this one forever, and I didn't even know there was a this one. I didn't know that Einstein had, done, had had a quote like this. And when I saw it, I said, yes, everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. So what does that mean? It means we all are a genius in something. But don't, I'm not a genius in the kitchen. I don't like it. I'll go in the kitchen. I'll cook, but it's, I'm not genius in the kitchen. There are things that I'm not genius in. It's my choice, some of it. Some of it I just wasn't given. I don't, you know, I'm not a genius in math. I'm not a genius in history. I mean, my husband can sit here and he can spit out all these things that happened historically. I wasn't there that day in school. That's not where I'm a genius. I'm a genius in other places. I'm a listening genius. That doesn't mean other people aren't genius there too. I don't own genius. You don't own genius, right? A ge we all have our gifts. How we access them is up to us. And I guess part of knowing how to access it is also knowing that it's okay for you to be really good at something. I'm really good at listening. I'm really good at just, you know, talking. Um, you know, I have to think about some of the things that I'm really good at. I am really good at be being a connector. I'm good at making friends. I'm good at helping people feel connected. I mean, there are things that I'm really good at. I am not good at making beds. I, I'm just not good at it. I'm great, 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 great at planning events. I mean, I can plan a weekend like nobody's business. So if you 
climb a tree and you're not a, climb, a, a tree climber, well, you're going to fall off maybe. That's not where you shine. So you're not stupid. We all have different experiences. We all have different likes, different desires. It doesn't mean we're bad. It just means that's not our tree to climb. Well, that's not our kitchen to cook in. But we're all genius, brilliant in something and brilliant in many things. So what is it that you're brilliant at? What do you love? Yesterday when my husband and I were taking a walk, a hike, and I just started thinking about it to myself, like what is it that I love? What do I love? And it's not people. I didn't want to include people because, you know, like I love my children. That's easy. I love my husband. That's easy. I don't want to do that. I really wanted to acknowledge and, and really work at what do I love. And it was different than like, because I like a lot of things. But what do I love? What am I really passionate about? Part of what I'm doing these days is kind of looking at myself on the inside and dissecting myself some. This is a really important time and I feel inclined to kind of really examine my beingness and what I like. Excuse me, what I love. Like is easy. So I see I slip, I have to like correct myself. Oh, boing, right? <laughs> so I started to walk and I was thinking about this and I'm like, I love, love, love audiobooks. I love them. I love listening to stories. I, I just am engrossed. I mean, they become so real for me. I love them. I love going on a hike. I don't love being in the hike. I love getting started on the hike. I love going to new places. I love seeing the trees turn color. I love looking at water. I love all the leaves beneath my feet. I love the path. I love the smell of the air. But while I'm walking, I ain't a happy camper. My knees hurt, my thighs are throbbing, the bottom of my feet, my feet start to throb, my toes start to fall asleep. I am just, and I'm wearing good shoes. I, you know, don't always love it. And then I'm huffing and I'm puffing, and I'm, but I'm doing it anyway. And when I get done, I am like, oh, I love that. And I love on a Sunday morning to come home after doing something like that and having my first cup of coffee, that first sip. I love it. And when the weather has been, the weather is beautiful and it has been, and we have a really cool deck overlooking a little, um, Lake, no, uh, a pond, not a lake, not even as, it's just a little pond. I love sitting out there and having that coffee with my, you know, with looking outside. I love that. But I'm really having to think about all the other things that I love because there's a lot that I like, but I could not do them. But I want to figure out what I love. And I feel like, when I do, it's going to tell me so much more about myself. I'm evolving. So where are you a genius? What is it that you love? And not just like, there is a big difference. What are you passionate about? What is it that you just look forward to? What is it you want to do every day that you love? And start doing them. 
do them more. Do you, you know, you can like a lot like me, but I really want to, you know, kind of focus more on doing some of the things that I love. So that's all. That's a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of conversation about it. Okay. Remember, you can call me 919-518-9773. That'll ring into our studio and Amnon's there and he will answer and love to talk with you. And also you can contact us, come in through our chat. Just put your name, nickname under the window there on the video and write comments, ask questions, join us there as well. And then you can also come in on Skype and that would be at computers, then the number two K voice. And we'd love to hear from you there. So the next one, and I might have to get a little closer to read it because I um, don't read that good is little print. I fear the day that technology will surpass our human, uh, our human interaction. The world will have a generation of idiots. Now, when do you think he did that? When do you think he wrote that? I mean, oh my God, I, I should have looked it up actually. I might do that after the show. But anyway, isn't that interesting? I mean, what are we, I don't want to say idiots, so change the word, but what are we facing with, with technology? Are we going to lose our humanity because of technology? I don't think so. I think if anything, it adds to it in a lot of ways. Now, anything can be a mask, <clears throat> excuse me. Anything can be a mask. Anything can take us away from each other. Again, there's a pull. If we allow it, it'll happen. We don't have to allow it. No, we do not. We can let technology bring us together. We can let technology help us be more of who we are. We can use technology to get ourselves out. We can use it for a lot of things. My phone, let me tell you what, I can put it down, but I can bring it back up again. I love connecting. And it's one way that I get to connect on a regular basis. So I use technology to connect. It's up to you. And, it's, and it really, it's about our children too. It's about uh, you know, not allowing our kids to <clears throat> have a free-for-all when it comes to using technology, just like you do with yourselves. You know, get off the grid sometime. I mean, get off of it. Get off the grid. You know, just kind of do something else. So watch the pull. Watch the pull in a lot of things, right? Watch it. I mean, it's up to you on how you allow it to suck you in. So I don't think that I would agree with Einstein. And we will not become a bunch of idiots. I think we learn from technology. Uh, we can, you know, connect more. We do a lot of things. So, but it could also take us away. It's up to you. It's up to me. And if it's going to be, it's up to us. Okay, here's the another one. Only those who attempt the absurd can achieve the impossible. What do you think that means? It means come out of your skin. Get away from the normal, normal stuff that you do on a regular basis. 
Be crazy. Try something crazy. Eat something wild. I mean, do something. Now's the perfect time to, you know, explore something that you might not have done before. And, and, and enjoy it if you can, because, you know, at one point it might've been impossible, but you know, it doesn't have to be. And think about how it, think about how it would feel to do something that is just out of your box, out of your comfort zone. Try a little bit of it, you know, do, do, do something, you know, Sometimes it's a little bit. Sometimes, honey, you, my loves, you got to go for the whole ball of wax. You can't just do a little. You just got to go for it. And then see what happens. But, you know, you're never going to know. And that's doing the absurd for you is where impossible lives. That's where impossible lives. And, I'm, and, and at impossible is where absurd lives. I mean, what's absurd for you isn't absurd for somebody else because they're used to it. What's impossible for you, not impossible for somebody else because they wanted it. So do something. Now is a great time to just come out of your box and try something new. And, you know, I would always love to hear about it because I'm inspired by what somebody else does. And I think a lot of us are. I, I feel like I need to hear what winning things people are doing. I love when people toot their horn. I just love hearing people toot their successes, share the, their wins. And I think the more we share our wins, the happier a society will be. And I use the word I think, but I know it really. A, a happier society. That, feel, that feels good about themselves. And there is a big difference between feeling good about yourself than feeling ego about yourself. And the more we feel good about ourselves, the more we communicate that good, the less ego will be attached to it. And the more people that feel good about themselves, and the more we're on the same vibration of feeling good about ourselves, the less ego will have a place to live and the higher we'll keep, we'll keep taking our vibration as a, as a global community of citizens of a world. So what is it that is absurd for you? What would be absurd? What would be something you would look at and go, that's impossible. What is it? Think about it. What's impossible? I'm trying to think for myself what's impossible. And I don't know yet. I'm not sure what's absurd. I mean, for me, maybe it's losing weight and being like thin. Maybe that's absurd. Like, how can I, at my age, be like really thin? I don't know. Maybe that's my absurd. I'm going to think about it because of you. You're making me think about it, okay? Because, you know, when I talk about things, with other people too. It's kind of like you have no choice. You just kind of have to do it too. You know what I mean? So what is your absurd? What is your impossible? What might be something that you brushed off thinking you couldn't? 
go go dust all those things back off. Go dust all those absurdities and impossibilities. Dust them off. You know, go back in your brain and dig for the things that you kind of pushed away in your life and see what comes out. See what you didn't give credit to. It's time. All right. I'm on next one. Let's see. What's the next juicy one? Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. How many times have you heard that one? That's a really good one from um, Mr. Einstein. Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Well, it can be. I mean, your imagination, it can be. What's, what, what's possible? Your coming attractions. If you take yourself up on it. If you look at those things that you imagine and you think, hell yeah, I can do that. I can try that. Why not? That's your future. That's what the possibilities. That's what gives your life extra meaning. <coughs> Sorry. Now, when I talk a lot, like I am now, I got to have a little drink. So excuse me. So, so what is in your imagination? What is it that you dream that you have out there that you sometimes like and keeps coming back? Oh, yes. The ones that keep coming back, the ones that you can't get rid of, they keep knock, knock, knocking on your door. And you keep saying, maybe you say, I don't know. Maybe I'm just telling you what I say. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Nah, can't do that. Can't climb there. Can't do that. Or, well, I would love to, but, or, nah, now's not the time. Or, can't do it too late today. Or, what are those things that have been coming to you for a long time? And you just keep pushing them away. Have you ever just written them down? Maybe that would be a good thing. Or taking one of them and go, you know what? Maybe I can't do it. But if I could do it, how would I do it? Sometimes you have to kind of play with yourself a little bit that way. You know, if you say, yeah, I'm going to go for it, there's a part of you sometimes that might say, oh, no. And that's your ego putting up walls. So if you want to make your ego your friend, sometimes you might have to say, well, Maybe I can't, but what would it look like if I could? And, you know, how would I construct it? How would I make it happen? And then come to your first step. Then find your second step. And then what would your third step look like? And then before you know it, you're like doing it. One of the things I find really interesting, a lot of my clients will say, I'm trying. And I'm like, well, when you're in the middle of trying or you're in the beginning of trying or you're at the end of trying, you're somewhere in the trying stage, you, what do you think doing looks like? That's what it looks like. When you're trying, you're actually doing. I mean, you may not have accomplished it yet, but that's what, that's what you're doing is. So if you stop saying trying and you just acknowledge doing, that's what doing is, how, what message are you sending yourself? How much better 
will you feel when you acknowledge that you are doing it? So keep that in mind. So imagination is everything. It gives us hope. It get, connects us to the world and the possibilities. It takes us out of ourselves. It's spiritual. It lets us know that we are not alone. It's exciting. It's, it's the preview of life's coming attractions. It's your own movie. I mean, how exciting is that? How exciting is the fact that you can imagine writing a book and in your own mind and in your own psyche and in your own heart, you kind of see yourself doing it. How exciting is that? Just to play with it a little bit. So remember, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. And it's fun and it's rewarding and it's, and it's, and you're living it. You, you begin to live it when you see yourself doing it. Okay. So give it to world. All right. Next one. If you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. Now I love this. Imagination. All the possibilities of being creative. I used to have a friend, a musician, and with his children every year, he used to go to Disney. Why? Because it always, it always woke him up creatively with his music. He could see possibilities. He could see things he never saw before. Now, these things at Disney, they exist. Somebody had the imagination to create that, that ride or that exhibit. Well, that's something. I mean, they're there, right? It's not like they're not there. You are enjoying it. That ride, that thing, that technology, that new thing is there. So it's exciting. I mean, you read, and who was it? I think it's um, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, right? He was really into. Uh, not fairy tales so much as uh, supernatural books and things as a child growing up and could see all these crazy things happening. And that's how he started Amazon because he read those kinds of books. So, you know, it's, it, you, you're, it's a snapshot into somebody else's imagination. You know, it's the same thing with movies. Everything's a fairy tale, isn't it? Even movie—I mean, movies, television shows, everything, books. Everything is a fairy tale. It doesn't have to be just, you know, uh, Peter Pan. I mean, anything is a fairy tale because it's all. A lot of it is just not real, right? But somebody else is thinking about it. That's the always such a fascinating thing for me is when I've gone to a movie and I've seen a story that is something I've been thinking about or just something brilliant, a connection or something. And I'm like, some, somebody else has to feel that. They have to know about it. They have to have imagined it. They have to have, have, have it in their heart and in their guts to have written about it, right? So if one person is writing about it, one person is producing something about it, how many other people are? 
for it to be real, right? Even technology, you see uh, something about technology. Why can't it, it's real. It's already real, right? So, and, and the other, you know, when you read these things or you look at these things, where do you think creative problem solving occurs in, in, in fairy tales? In, in something, I mean, how else are you gonna be creative? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tale. You gotta, you know, kind of imagine these things and, and you know, you, you see something and you wanna solve something, a problem, an issue, and you go off into space. Well, what's there in space? Fairy tales, a possibility for this, possibility for that. Hmm, what about this? And oh, what about that? Right? So fairy tales and how great to read them to kids. But really and truly, what about yourself? Now, I don't think we have kids listening to the show today. Maybe we do. Maybe somebody's sitting in their kitchen or in their living room and kids are home and listening to this, which would be a blessing. Thank you very much. But what about you? What would, what would checking out some fairy tales look like? Adult fairy tales. How would that inspire you, your, would that just kind of tingle something, kind of wake something up inside of you that maybe has been dormant? Maybe it was never up to begin with, but kind of gets excited just because you read something. And fairy tales, you know, a lot of them have a moral ending and something good. Keep that in mind too. All right, next one. If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. So there's a thing I love called keep it simple, stupid. We don't have to complicate it to understand it or for, to help somebody else understand it. The, the simpler it is, the more profound it is, the more it resonates, that it doesn't get caught behind big words and big concepts and you know, doesn't make it hard. And, and when it's simple, it touches something. If you, it, 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 you can feel its resonance when it's simple. And when you can explain something, when you can, you know, take some huge concept and bring it, I don't want to say bring it down. I'd rather say bring it in and are able to explain it in simple, simple terms. You're cutting, you're, you're creating a simple process out of something that is awfully complicated. And when it's simple, we can do it like that. When it's complicated and the process seems enormous, makes it very, very, very hard to do it. But when you keep it simple and you're able to teach somebody simply, you really get it and they'll really get it. Makes a big difference. What have you tried to teach somebody or yourself lately and kept it simple? I mean, relationships, 
It can be simple. Uh, work. We don't have to overcomplicate it. Even today, let's see, today, didn't have a guest because we didn't have one today and we did, I didn't really want one. I really just wanted it to be just us today. Now, it's really simple without a guest. Now, I love having guests. I love, love, love having guests. But connecting like this, and I wish some of you would call in. So 919-518-9773, computers, 2K voice, and in our chat, I'd love for you to call in. But when we have a guest, I do sit back and read and kind of learn some about them and, you know, enough where I can ask questions and I understand what's going on. I don't want to know everything because I'd rather learn it, you know, with you at the same time. But, you know, there's an effort. And there was an effort in today, too, in putting some of this together and deciding, huh, what are we going to do today together? And I could sit here and not have any slide and just kind of talk. But I thought it'd kind of be fun to check out Einstein. Connecting with you is so simple. I don't know. You don't, we don't even, we're not, I'm not seeing you. Now you're seeing me, but I'm not seeing you. I have no idea how many of you are out there, how you're listening, but connecting from my heart to you is simple. I don't need a, a guest to do it. I can do it with a guest, but it's so simple just to imagine who you are, what you might be doing and where you are. And I love the, and I'm not, and, and you know, here I'm looking at this big monitor and I'm in my house. Um, uh, I've had a lot of complications in being in my house, doing the show. I used to go to the studio and I used to sit there with Amnon and he was on one side and I was on the other and he ran the show. And all I did was just, you know, interview my guests and talk. Well, with COVID, I'm not going to, to the studio. I'm doing it from home. I can't tell you how many places in my house I have been to try to get the right spot for sound, but most importantly, because every place you turn in here, there's not one good wall and there's tons of light coming through from the windows because there's a bunch of windows and you would think, well, what's wrong with light? Well, if it hits you in the wrong place, it ain't good. And if, if you were looking at me now and there was a big bright window behind me, you couldn't see me and you wouldn't want to look either if the sun is just kind of glaring at you, right? I have been all over this house trying to find the right spot that Amnon, who is picky because it's important, wants me to sound right and look the best I can look. And I've been everywhere, everywhere. So a couple of weeks ago, I said to my husband, there's one spot that I think, and I could go, and, and maybe I could just work there, because I don't like working in one spot and then doing the show from another, because I have to move furniture around and all this stuff. I just want to work from somewhere and be there. And there's one spot, and it's about the, I'm in it now, right? So it's about, I don't know, um, maybe it's 42 inches right? And guess where it is. Does this give you any indication of where it might be? It's under my staircase. It's under my stairs. Well, and my railing is there and I'm sitting at a wall near the stairs opposite my front door. 
And it has taken me months to find, to realize this was the spot. And it's so simple because it's the only spot in the house that could ever work. It was too simple. I saw it. I kept thinking about it, but I'm like, how can I work under the stairs? Isn't that ridiculous? But I knew in my heart, it was the right place. And then I saw a picture in a magazine of a cute little spot somebody made in, in near their stairs. And I'm like, huh, I guess it's time I went to the stairs. So that's where I am. So could have been a lot simpler had I listened to myself. And, and I say I'm a good listener. Well, I am. But I had to listen to other things first. So it got me to realize how much more I have to listen to myself, if that makes sense. So anyway, I am now, you know where I am. I am under my stairs. See, now you know my secret. Okay, next one. The separation between past, present, and future is only an illusion, although a convincing one. What does that mean? <laughs> Read it again because you were playing around with the microphone. Oh, sorry. So glad you're there. The separation between past, present, and future is only an illusion, although a convincing one. Because it's all the same. It's one big blur. It's, all the bl it's, it's a blur moment. It's a blur second. Everything is happening in this same moment. There's no past, future, and present. It's now. Right now is the future that I thought of before when I've said the first now. And that last and that first now is now the past. It's all right now. Everything is in this moment. Everything. How are you gonna live it? How are we gonna live it? It's all and it 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 is it is an interesting concept, isn't it? Eckhart Tolle, the power of now. It's it is right this minute as I'm speaking. As you're watching, as you're listening, as we are here together, it and in the, in, the, in the past, the present, and the future, all in a second, split nanosecond, nano, nano, nanosecond, it's all right now. So, what do you, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to live it? Is it and maybe there's nothing to do. Maybe it's just living the moment. And sometimes I think that's the most important thing. Without, you know, all this stuff, maybe just accepting where we are and living in the moment. And as we live in this moment, <clears throat> we can heal our past. We can live whatever, whatever we think the future is in this moment, we can, we can do we can experience. I was going to say try. I caught myself. We can do in this moment. And it's all happening right now. The power of now. This is when we connect in the power of now. Can't connect in the past because it's gone. The future ain't happened. But right this second, with it all coming to a point, this is how we do it. It's in the power of now. But it is an interesting concept to think about the past, the present, and the future. But right now is, is it. 
Okay, next one. Let's see. So it is the supreme art of the teacher to awaken joy in creativity, expression, and knowledge. So who's the teacher? We each, oh, just like we're all the genius, we're all the teacher. We're all teaching each other, ourselves. And it is about awakening the joy in creation and allowing ourselves to express and, 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 and understand and see, learn, share, and, and the imagination, everything, or art, all that lives in our imagination, right? And the joy of accepting. I think that's really important is that accepting our imagination is joyful, allowing it to happen, being free to speak, being free to know what you know and being free to know that you don't know and that it is all okay because it's all part of creation and of being creative is, is exploring what you know and exploring what you don't know. And, you, and, and we're not gonna know it all. It's impossible in this moment. And it's not that you don't know it. It's hard to share it in one minute, in this moment, everything that you do know and everything that you're taking in. And what does a teacher do? Shares helps open up, right? Well, you are your greatest teacher, allowing yourself to explore, to not know, to be an open book, to be a cup who's, full, who's half full. Because if you're an expert and it's all full, what will you allow in? If you, you could be an expert, and, and not be all full and allow for more. That's what makes for an expert, right? Because they keep on going. They keep on learning. What do you, what, somebody said to me, what is an expert listener? Because I call myself an expert listener. It's because I keep listening. Even when it's oh, so painful and I don't want to listen. And listening doesn't mean agreeing. So let's just call it that. But it means I hear something and then I go deeper and then I listen more about it and then more about it and then more. And then sometimes I say to myself, you know what? I don't feel like listening right now. I'll pick it up another time. I'll pick it up tomorrow. I'll come back to this. And I'm listening to myself. Everything is listening. So the teacher gets to show. Maybe the teacher's the experiment, the example puts it out there first. And when we feel this joy, this happiness, this gratitude in being able to express ourselves, we have that freedom, we are, we're okay with it. The world is our oyster. Then we're not afraid of failing because there is no such thing. How is there failing? There's no such thing as failing. It's just, you don't know it yet. 
You haven't experienced it yet. You haven't expressed it yet. Somebody else hasn't expressed it yet and you haven't heard it yet or they haven't, you haven't been able to hear it yet. You haven't been ready. There's no such thing as failing. All right, next one. Hail to the man who went through life always helping others, knowing no fear, and to whom aggressiveness and resentment are alien. Hail to the man who went through life always helping others, knowing no fear, and to whom aggressiveness and resentment are alien. What a male chauvinist. You think? Why just the men? Aren't there women that went through life? Well, well, man, to me, I didn't think about it as a male chauvinist thing. Man is like human. I don't think about it as a male chauvinist. What made you think about it that way? Because I'm reading it. I'm saying man. Uh, Why man? I know a lot of women that do that. Yes. I See, I didn't think about it as, as just one sex. Or one gender. Uh, you see, I know the difference between a man and a woman. <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> but for man, for all of man, right? <laughs> Thank you. You can always leave, you know, I always know Amnon's right there because he's going to come up with something cool. Thank you because you're listening and I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. I didn't think about it that way, <clears throat> but I'm sure many people have. So and I think in, <laughs> I think in, this category, we're talking man, human, and anybody. So thank you, Amnon, though. So anybody, okay, any man, any human who went through life helping people, helping others, doesn't know fear. They've, they've been vulnerable. They put themselves out there. They're supportive. They um, go where it's painful, and they don't uh, stop. They don't get stuck. But the person who wants to keep people away will be aggressive. And they will be resentful and alien because they're like from a different planet. And I believe that more people are good and want to help than are alien. And there's reasons why people don't access their goodness, but they access their alien. And it's because they're scared. And there's two main emotions in this world, love and fear. Everything comes from them. Everything. All the good emotions, all the positive emotions come because of of a feeling of love. When you're scared, there's all the other emotions, fear, negativity, Everything that keeps you back, keeps you away from things, keeps you separate is fear-based. But anything else brings you together. So let's see. What's the next one? Oh, yeah. Not a quote. Just just Einstein. just Just a little Einstein to end our little Einstein experience today. I just couldn't resist. There he is with his tongue. All right. The last slide, once again, is all about me. Okay. All about Marilyn. So it's uh, my websites are expertlistener.com, marilynshannon.com, 
You can write me, please, 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 anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Marilyn at MarilynShannon.com is my uh, cell phone. And my books, all available on Amazon in just one afternoon, listening to the hearts of men, twins, millennials, people impacted by opioid addiction. And I am working on uh, Black Fathers, which is very interesting uh, to read about how black fathers think and how they take care of their children and how they, um, where they've come from and the things they have to go through and what they think about. It's very, very interesting. Fascinating. Don't, you know, it's interesting talking a lot about black men. Anyway, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself today. I hope you have too. I love doing it like this. Uh, we have guests, like I said, next week and the week after, but it's really nice just to kind of, you know, be together just like this. And uh, I'm imagining you're sitting in your kitchens, at your computers in your office, you're in the car, you're on your phone. And hopefully I'm, uh, something has res resonated with you today and you feel something from something I said, something that's coming from me. I don't plan what I'm gonna say. I just allow it to come through me. And sometimes I might say something that is, you know, I have to think to myself, that didn't make sense. And I have to think, I have to figure out a way to connect it, but I just let it flow because I trust that the things that are supposed to come through me will. So I hope and pray that you're all doing well, stay safe, um, you know, do all the things, the best things you can for yourself and for people around you, listen, uh, if you have an idea for a story, you know somebody that we should interview, please let me know. If you are someone who would like to do a show and you want to, you know, do something special, then Amnon is your man. I can certainly help you connect with him. There's opportunities all around us. And, you, you know, you don't, we don't have to be something that we imagine that we have to be. We can be ourselves. And that is all we have to do. That's all I'm doing. I'm just being myself. And I hope myself um, is okay with you because it's okay with me. So I love you all very much. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful week and take care. Bye.